When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, everyone. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barca Blogranas podcast. Hope everyone had a good week full of Copa America drama, Euro Championships fun, and uh, the, the usual at Barcelona. Chaos, uncertainty, and uh, being on the brink of losing your uh, the club's best player in its history and one of the best footballers of all time. Let's just get into it. Um, I have like 30 seconds of Barcelona news, and then we're just going to talk about fun stuff. So Barcelona are stuck, right? They've got to sell players to make the messy deal happen. Uh, even Sabas commented on it, saying that they needed to sell players. Uh, Kuman is concerned. We're all concerned. El Presidente does not seem concerned. Says everything's going great. It's going swimmingly. Um... We might feel like all of this is silly in six months from now when Messi is, you know, a couple months into his new 10-year deal with Barcelona, two as a player, two in MLS, six as ambassador. Might be like, hey, remember when, you know, we kind of thought there was a chance Messi wasn't coming back? Like, we might feel stupid. I might feel stupid. But, like, this this isn't good. (laughs) I, I don't know... I don't know what other way to, like, frame this. Nobody wants the players Barcelona are trying to get rid of. At the end of the day, there's probably a lot of negotiating tactics. Like, you know, if you're freaking, I don't know, whatever team wants Griezmann or whatever team wants Sergi Roberto, like, you know how desperate Barcelona are. You know that they're going to continue to become more desperate as they can't sell these players. And so Barcelona are probably going to have to get rid of all these players at like 20 cents on the dollar. <laughs> and it's going to be good for everyone else. Um there's not there's not a, like a ton of analysis to go into this, right? Like Barcelona have screwed themselves for lack of a better term and they're going to have to sell a lot of these players at a crazy discounted rate, like past the COVID discount rates. And they're going to have Lionel Messi in a Barcelona kit next year. He just might be surrounded by a bunch of guppies and a bunch of just little baby fish and I I don't know, whatever. He's coming back. It's fine. Um but it is like concerning to watch Barcelona have to squirm this much to make this happen. Um, let's talk about Copa America first, and then we'll get into the Euros. So Brazil won over Peru, 1-0. And then Argentina beat Colombia in penalty kicks with the famous, the now famous Lionel Messi telling uh, Yerimina to dance now. Um I don't have a ton of analysis from these matches other than like I think the like Brazil have scored one goal in each of their 
last three matches. Um, before that, they scored two. They beat Peru 4-0 early and Brazil 3-0 in the first two group stages, or the first two matches of the group stages. But their last three matches, they've scored three combined goals. Um, Argentina have looked much more offensively potent. Uh, they only scored one in the Colombia match, but before that, they had seven goals in their last two games. Um, and that's not to say that, well, I, I guess it is to say, like, I'm more confident in Argentina winning on Saturday. Uh, I will say that the Messi in a final thing is a little bit concerning. Um, but it is super cool that we're finally getting, um, we're finally getting Neymar Messi in a final. We're finally getting Neymar and Messi on a pitch regardless. Like we didn't get it in the PSG Barcelona, uh, Champions League stuff, uh, Champions League matchup earlier this year. Um, so it's going to be fun. Like I don't have a ton of, I don't have a ton of opinions on this match in terms of what's going to happen on the pitch. Like I think Copa has been much more unpredictable than the Euros in terms of like how, or I'm sorry, not not unpredictable, but like the gap between teams has been, I think, way smaller than I would have expected. Um, like teams like Argentina and Brazil have had to scrape by a lot of these matches, especially as we got into the knockout stages. And well, not so much Argentina, but specifically Brazil. And I guess they did have to face Chile in the quarterfinal, which is not. Not an easy match by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Brazil did come out on top of their group with 10 points, just like Argentina did, not dropping um, or not losing a match. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess if I had to make a prediction, I would pick Argentina, but it's like a lot of Argentina matches, like big game matches, right? You think they're more talented. They have more attacking prowess, like Latero's looking great, Messi's looking great, the goalie's looking great. Um, but it is Argentina in a final, so we'll have to see. All I know is that, like, the last you know three weeks of football has been a dream, right? Euros, Copa, every day, it's been awesome. Uh, we have a couple days off. That third place match for Copa, if you're if you're interested uh, today, but you know, I don't know who would be interested in that. Um. But this weekend, the fact that on Saturday night we get Brazil, Argentina in the Copa Finals with both teams pretty healthy, and then Sunday we get Italy, England in Wembley, and I guess the dis- it, it it is like it sucks that uh, I'm pretty sure there's there's no fans at the final in Rio de Janeiro, right? Uh, Copa Final, I'm pretty sure there's there's zero fans there, correct? Will fans be allowed to attend the game? Probably not, right? Uh, there could be spectators in the stadium. When was this posted? Yesterday? Hang on. Multiple reports state that Campbell has requested the th- authorities to allow 10% of the capacity for the match. Wow. Okay. Um, so maybe there'll be some fans there? That's crazy. So there might be fans, uh, maybe like some fans. Either way, it's not going to be like a full house. Like, let's move on to talk about um, Euros. So 
we get England, Italy, which is like I could have asked for nothing else. Um, the semifinals both go to extra time, both incredibly close. Italy beat Spain in penalty kicks. That match was thrilling. Uh, there were like Spain looked not dominant, but Spain looked way better than I expected in the first half. They just could not finish for the life of them. Uh, and then Italy looked more dominant, and they end up coming up clutch in the penalty kicks, which just not surprising at all to see Italy beat Spain in penalties. Uh, and then England. Um, like the whole, the center of this entire match, like the discussion on this match was about whether Sterling, like whether that was a penalty or not. And I think it's it's tough to make that call. It's also tough to, like, if it had gone to penalties, like, that's also just, like, a brutal way to decide things. But I guess at least at that point, at that point it's equal. Like, I, I don't know. I see why they called it as a penalty kick. I could also see why it's incredibly frustrating to have a, a light challenge like that with minimal contact be called a penalty, even though, like, maybe it's exactly within the lines of what a penalty should be. I don't know. Um, it's definitely a soft penalty. Uh, either way, England are through. Denmark, what a tournament. They looked great. They had much more. Um, they looked great in the first half, and then England were much more dominant in the final, like 10 minutes of the se- first half and then in the second half. But Denmark held strong, took it to extra time, and, um, you know, if that had gone to penalties, who knows? I'm not mad that it didn't go to penalties because if I, w- if I got robbed of England, Italy, in Wembley, I would have been pretty pissed. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, you know, soft penalty or not. I get, <laughs> I get to watch England-Italy Sunday afternoon in Wembley, which is just like, you know, what else could a boy ask for? So, in terms of who's going to win, right, uh, I think before the tournament, I kept talking about, like, I, mean, I think I picked Germany to beat England in, like, the quarterfinals because <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't trust England. And they're gaining trust, obviously. Uh, they're performing in big moments and this matchup is going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Like I, I have no feel for this. Um, I think Italy are the more informed team. I trust them more, but I think England are more talented top to bottom, not breaking any, you know, not breaking news saying that, uh, how it plays out on the pitch, I think is very similar to Argentina, Brazil. Um, I like Argentina. I like England. If I had to bet my life on it, I'd be very scared of betting both teams, either of those teams, really, just because of history of them and, you know, matches like this. So I guess England never get to matches like this. So it's a little bit different. First time since what, like 66, I think. So I have no feel for either of these finals. All I know is uh, I am excited to watch. This weekend is going to be unbelievable. I hope you all get a chance to Take some time um, and watch these matches and hope you enjoy them. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so if you want. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks.